You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hi, horny family. This is Jordan. Who else would it fucking be? If you're new here, hi. This is the Horny Housewife, where we talk about sex, the reality of sex and marriage. We talk shit about men. We talk shit about women. We talk shit about ourselves. Don't worry, I'll stroke your little ego back to full-blown health and size. If you are easily offended, wouldn't hang out here. If you are prude, mm, I would actually suggest hanging around. Let me slowly condition you so you can make someone else a little bit happier. Speaking of conditioning, that was all in good humor. I'm reading power. Oh, the 48 laws of power. Yes, yes, yes. Because I did listen to Sophia with an F and she was talking about the art of seduction. She was interviewing the author. Um, I enjoy her show. I think she's funny as shit. She seems like a fun girl to do cocaine with. I don't know why I just get that like vibe. Like I'd love to see her at a party. Like I think I would gravitate towards a woman like that. Anyways, hmm, really showing my health here. She just speaks my language is all I'm saying. She speaks some my language. Now back to the book. She was interviewing the author and he wrote The 48 Laws of Power as well as many other books. She was talking about the art of seduction. Super fucking interesting. So I've started this book. It's uh, like the size of the fucking Bible. It's really fucking big. Luckily, I'm a reader bitch. Love that shit. Gets me off. And it's very interesting. If you want power, this it says it on the back. If you like want power or you watch power or trying to not be overcome by power, something, I'm paraphrasing, then read this book. It's very, it's banned in some prisons. If you look it up, it says that celebrities and it's a popular book among celebrities and prison inmates. So basically, I think that speaks for itself, but a lot to learn. I highly recommend you will learn something regardless if, if you're like, this is fucked up, but there's definitely some takeaway. So get your notebooks out, get your highlighter out. If you've read this, I would really like to know what you thought. DM me. What else have I been up to before we get going with the show? Um, I feel like I've been suffering from imposter syndrome. I have just, you know what it is. If you don't know, just go to TikTok, type in imposter syndrome, (laughs) and you'll learn. There's your textbook. No wonder they wanted to ban TikTok. I mean, think about how much information we get from fucking TikTok. And P.S., sorry for my throat, not all of it is true. (laughs) Yeah, which one did I see that was total fucking bullshit? Oh yeah, they were playing Eminem's song that was written forever ago. The, my name is what? My name is Slim Shady. That one, that was terrible. But he, something about him saying Billie Eilish had green hair in it. And then people like, wow, the songs predicted the lyrics. And that was, Billie Eilish wasn't even a thing yet. And guys, AI, artificial intelligence, wrote that episode. Eminem didn't write a song about Billie Eilish in 1999. There is no conspiracy there. So as a woman who loves a good conspiracy theory, don't get me started. You'll probably start to fucking hate me, but that is false, okay? There's a lot of TikTok shit that with a quick Google you will find is complete fucking bullshit because people chase clout. And speaking of TikTok and clout 
chasing and what the fuck I've been up to recently. Let's just go. Let's just segue in. I made a TikTok and it said, and it was all in good humor, but totally fucking relatable. I wasn't diving deep. It made me, with all the comments that I received, I kind of felt like shit. I'm not going to lie. It made me feel a little, I felt bad for my husband, actually. The audio in the TikTok was, I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. You know that song by whoever? Uh, I did that audio and then it was me just saying like, when you think that getting married means you're going to have sex whenever you want. That's fucking funny, okay? And it did well. It performed well. My engagement was good. We've got some new listeners on the horny housewife because of it. Woo! But there were also a lot of people who were like, you're with the wrong guy. You need a side piece. Uh, that's not how it's supposed to be said. No woman ever. Oh, it's okay to come on as a man now, which that was kind of funny, actually. Like, they were like, it's 2021. You can identify as a man now. Boy, oh boy, do you know how much? And this, this sounds really fucking pick me. I know. I know. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to fucking say it. But here's what I will say. I believe in past lives. This is not me being like funny right now. I actually do believe (laughs) in past lives. And I was a male in some of my past lives. So now you can think that I'm either crazy, whatever, or you can just like, let me be, let me fucking be. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, it doesn't surprise me that I was a male in some of my past lives. But no, I'm a fucking girl and I'm proud to fucking be a woman. So bite me. What I'm not proud of is that I'm a little bit sick and I sound even more nasally than I already am. So I just want to apologize that I just sound like a cold doing a podcast. But yeah, and I know their comments were being funny too. I am not here crying about these comments. I just, there was a lot of people basically, now I do sound like I'm really fucking whining, like I'm getting offended, but there were a lot of men I am going to bitch. There were a lot of men just not wanting to acknowledge that this is a thing. And there were women too. There were men and women wanting to act like this isn't a thing, that it just means I'm with the wrong person. And I'm here to tell you that it fucking is a thing for some people. And you do not know what anyone's circumstances are. And I think it made me think of something. It made me realize how easy it is to let the world shape and mold your perception on something based on not enough information, maybe even untruths. Do not let anybody on the fucking internet sway your perception of something that you have more knowledge about. I understand taking people's point of views and using that as a learning opportunity to be more open-minded, to open your heart, to see another person, to honor and love another person. But when this is about someone being a fucking troll and getting on the internet and telling you with good intention, with bad intention with just being funny. Even if they come from the most lighthearted place, doesn't mean that the person on the other end isn't going to take it personally. And I think that we're hearing that on a, on a lot of platforms of really big people. You see them being affected so greatly by the people on the internet commenting on their pictures on Instagram with body image comparison shit, life comparison shit. Does my relationship look like this? Does my relationship look like that? If it doesn't look like this, does that mean it's bad? Am I not normal? First of all, there's no 
fucking such thing as normal, okay? There is no like base comparison that we get to like compare it to because everyone gets fucked up when we're little kids and we think that what is normal may not fucking be normal. Maybe your normal, maybe what feels like home to you is freaking chaos and dysfunction. A bunch of yelling, hitting, and breaking things because you grew up with parents like that. Maybe normal to you is never fucking talking about your feelings ever because your parents, you never saw them even fight. You didn't see them have a relationship. They slept in separate beds. You don't know what the fuck is normal, okay? You just know what feels like what you're used to, what you've been conditioned to, what doesn't feel uncomfortable. And I will tell you, there's so much growth in that uncomfort zone where, gosh, it's so fucking worth it. I'll tell you that. When you heal, how are we How are we going down here? We're not a comedy podcast right now. Okay. When you heal that, those parts of you, I mean, that is when the love pours in, when the good shit starts going, okay? And I know it's, it's really fucking hard to do. And if you are interested in me ever talking about these kind of things and we go down these paths, please fucking tell me because I won't know unless you tell me nay or yay. And it doesn't have to be like this, but I just felt so passionate and wanting to say, fuck what people on the internet have to say about X, Y, and Z in your life. Be your fucking self. Build your brand accordingly. Do you boo. It does not have to make sense to other people for you to do it. Like it doesn't have to make sense to everybody. It won't make sense to everybody. And that doesn't mean that it's always wrong if it doesn't make sense to someone else and it makes perfect sense to you, do it. Fucking do it. Okay, wow. I really went on a little tangy there. People are like, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore, Jordan. How did we get here? I just wanted you to know that if you relate to that TikTok, it does not mean you are fucked off. It means that, you know what? In my experience, in my life, and I think others might relate to me, some do, I know some fucking do, that kids careers, stress, this fucking pandemic, which I'm about to elaborate a little bit in one second, and just the ups and downs of life can get in the way of the intimacy that you may have idealized in your head as what it would be in your life, what your ideal situation would look like in your head of what marriage is, okay? We grew up watching fucking rom-coms, okay? Which is a totally far off thing that we use as kids, like millennials, we use that as a gauge of what love is. Like that's what the ideal love looks like. Well, good fucking luck. Because if someone has that after 15 years of marriage and it just looks like that every day and then every little fight ends up in roses and passionate lovemaking, both of them have a side piece and are still really interested in the game they're playing with their spouse. Because if you are being truly fucking committed and not being a shithead, then that I find it really, really hard to believe that after 15 years, you can be a rom-com every fucking day. No fucking way. 
No, fuck. What reality are you living in? And can I fucking interview you? Tell me your secrets. Let's write a book. I'll invest in you and help me. Help me. Whoever you are, DM me because I don't fucking believe you. For me, of course, I fail and I have we we have ups and downs in our marriage. And about the pandemic, my husband has worked at home since December. Okay, so that's not our normal at all. At all. It hasn't been a plus for our sex life. It has been a disturbance to our sex life. It has made it harder for us to appreciate one another. And I'm just being vulnerable and honest. And we are very committed to one another. And I'm very intentional as a wife in my marriage as a person. And our whole normal was thrown off with this pandemic. And really in 2020, my husband got to work at his office the whole time. And then he changed careers and started his own company. And he's in the same line of work, but it's we're, it's a baby. It's like we had a baby and we're trying to build an empire with this baby, like make this a star baby. We're like little dance moms right now. I don't know what the fuck that just meant, but we dream really big. Like I... I was listening to Jackie Schimmel, another podcast I love, Bitch Bible. And she was saying how she gets the ick of mediocre and mediocrity. And like, I think I have an insatiable problem, which, you know, I'm the horny housewife. And a listener question I got asked was, uh, what on the confess and request. I'm surprised I didn't want to show who they were, but they asked what inspired or what made me want to create the content I do for The Horny Housewife. Like, why is The Horny Housewife here? I started this podcast 10 months ago at 55. That'll be the end of season one. We'll take a two-week break and start season two. And you have no idea how happy this podcast and creating it, editing it, learned, having to experience all of the learning curves that come with trying to build this podcast into something profitable because I found what I like doing. Like I found what I want to throw my time into. I found what I want to grow and scale. Like I'm obsessed. I'm all in. I'm here for you. And I just want to learn about you so much more, so much more. So it the horny family can be a real fucking family. Dude, who, who knew I was going to get so emo on this episode? Okay. Moody Monday it is, but we're doing it and I'm not done. I want the horny family to be men and women People who feel like maybe they're different or an outsider or don't really fit in or don't fall under like the normal statistic of what this looks like. Maybe of what a proper wife should speak like and look like and dress like and behave like when, and I'm a people pleaser too. Boy, do I like that. I mean, that's my insecurity. I want people to enjoy being around me. I don't want to feel like the person who doesn't fit in in the room or is hated. And gosh, does my mouth get me in trouble? And I don't even think I come off like that. I think when you get to know me, you'll realize I'm a big people pleaser. But from the way I speak and talk, it sounds like I don't really give a fuck. I guess I don't give a ton of fucks because I've learned that I can't please everybody and I've learned that there's always going to be somebody who doesn't fucking like me. You know, that's just life. That's that's everybody. Sorry. I have the kind of personality like love me or hate me. You know what I mean? There's really not a happy medium. I don't 
think so anyways, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm 32 and I always want to be just my authentic self on here. And you know, in the book I'm reading, it talks about how you shouldn't give yourself away totally. Like don't be too fucking authentic because then it makes me weak, but I really don't know. And maybe I need to get better. Maybe this book will teach me how to refine that a little bit. But right now I'm just going to totally be myself. And I felt like we needed an episode where maybe I could, you could see me a little more or get to know who I am as a person and why I created and I'm doing this. I was saying how it's been a harder time in my marriage in the last 10 months, intimacy-wise, and that TikTok, although was a joke and being funny and I thought relatable from the comments, it's, you know, it triggered a lot of people and a lot of people said they felt seen, like the women that related. And a lot of people were judging and saying that that meant the end and like the, the comments that I was saying, but it's okay to not be okay sometimes. And I felt bad for my husband because I felt like it was shitting on him when really it could be about both people. Like sometimes you want to fuck, we want to fuck each other so bad and our kids just won't stop coming in the room or knocking on the door or we lock it and they're right there fucking playing and it's just not going to give you the same freedom that you would have if it was a totally fucking different situation and you didn't have kids or it was late at night and there was no one to bother you. It's going to be a totally different vibe. And when you have life stressors constantly, like it's not going away because you can't just, you have to deal with what you're dealing with. You have to be a good fucking parent. You got to be a good employee or business owner or whatever it may be. And things that are important to you or your intimacy, your connection with your spouse, they get put on the back burner. They get take a back seat. That happens to people and we should normalize it and talk about it instead of condemning people. Do I think it's super, super important to be solution-oriented, to talk about it and gain momentum in a different fucking direction? Yes, I do. Totally. Or else you're fucked. You're doomed because it's going to go one way or the other. It's going to get worse or it's going to get better. And with life, like how I just said, these last since December, sometimes you have circumstances in life that you trudge through, but you're intentional and you still make a point to do the right thing, even when it's hard, even when it feels bad, because that's how you get through it together. To get, that's how you end up together so you don't fucking hate each other. And I created The Horny Housewife because shows like Sophia with an F and other sex podcasts. We have got the young ones, right? The Caller Daddy, the Sophia with an F. Then we've got older ones like Sex with Emily, not saying she's old. She's a beautiful, badass woman and I love her podcast. But when I created this, I was like, I am gonna, I wanna be the in-between. Or it was less that and more of a, I wish that there was a podcast like XYZ about sex and marriage and I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna do it because I have a lot to say about it. And on top of that, I fucking love talking about it. So why the fuck not? So bonjour. I am Jordan. Shalom. Jordan Hakes, Washington, 32. God, I keep saying that I'm not going to tell my age. I'm done. That's the last time you'll ever hear me say my age. The end. Now, to be very, very specific with the listener question, I will say the answer of why I started it was A, finding that space in the podcast sphere where I think there was valuable information and comedic laughs to be had in regards to this topic. B, to fill a space in my life where I needed one filled, being a wife 
and a mother just isn't enough. You lose your fucking identity. And although I have hobbies that I love and and apply in my life, there was just something else that I needed to put my time into besides exercising, reading, going and getting my nails. And I sound like such a fucking dumb bitch. I needed something that I really fucking cared about and wanted and saw future with something I wanted to be intentional with something I wanted to water and watch grow like a beautiful plant. So ladies and gentlemen, housewives, house husbands, If there's something else you want to do and add into your life, it doesn't matter how fucking old you are. Fuck what the world has to say. There's a space for you everywhere, especially with the fucking internet. Instead of looking at it as oversaturated, look at it as there's a piece of the pie for everyone. Abundant mentality. Namaste. Now, why is it called the horny housewife? Why are you so fucking horny? That was probably your real question. That probably was the question and I just totally fucking answered it wrong. I just thought it was an accurate description of who I am, (laughs) totally, uh, because I don't know, I am a housewife. I was actually an aspiring, still am, (laughs) still am, not the housewife status that I am aspiring to be. I will, I will be, don't you fucking worry, but I will uh, wear many hats, okay? I will wear many hats. So you get the word housewife and then horny is because I am a very high libido woman. I always have been, yep, I always have been. I used to think it was just my first real relationship showed me that because I was got obsessed with that quickly. And I was like, okay, well, this is my first experience in a relationship where I get to just be with this one penis whenever I want. Whereas before my relationships, like before I had a real relationship, I was just being essentially a whore. Let's not sugarcoat it. Now, I was really young and we were all like babies. So I I don't know if that makes it sound worse or better, but for some reason, to me, it sounds better. I feel like that was like a time when people were, like we were all clean, like new to having sex. Whereas now it's like, you know, you've been with some people now. So now it's just getting dirtier. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine dating when you're in your forties, you're like, okay, they probably fucked 50 people, you know? What's the average number? I don't know. I feel really uncomfortable right now. But yeah, point of that was that I thought, this is funny. This is so ironic how I'm explaining it. And it's like, duh, Jordan. I thought that I was hypersexual because my first love cheated on me horribly. And I felt like, oh, I must feel obsessed with sex because I need it now as validation because I feel betrayed and like I wasn't good enough and my sex wasn't good enough to keep him around. He needed to go get it somewhere else. And I just totally fucking internalized it. Fucked me up. Okay. I need to apologize again for sounding like a man. Uh, but yeah, totally fucked me up. I keep hitting my weed pen, and so it's just making the voice worse. And so it's like, hi, I'm Jordan. I'm your host. This is the, the male Jordan. And as I'm talking, I'm like realizing I just explained how I was a whore before my first relationship. So clearly, little Jordy always was a very sexually curious girl. I remember when I first discovered what pornography was. And it wasn't like, I wasn't sitting there watching it masturbating. 
in the beginning when I first discovered what it was, it was like a learning. It was like, this is showing me what sex is supposed to look like. And we're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode with an awesome, a guest that I'm so excited to tell you about. And yeah, so that's all I'm going to say. I just had to tease that. So if you're not subscribed, subscribe. Like how I just threw that in there. Wow, my voice got high for that one. She was a girl. She came back. But no, I don't, I think it's like my personality disorder. (laughs) That is why I have such high libido. I think it is just who I am. Truly, it's just my personality. When I say I would be a Samantha in Sex in the City. You know how you have to pick a character? Like, who would your friend group be? Like, who's the Samantha? I don't think I'm the Samantha in, like, the non-committal way. No way. But it's just as far as the drive. I just have a very high drive. Like, it must be my hormones. It must be something like that. Because it's not like a... It's not just a validation thing. I think that is a part of it, for sure. Like, there's some, like, psychological like trauma, like somewhere that I need validation in this way. But there's also like a tingle, like a tingle in my, like my vagina gets a heartbeat and I can't help it. I can't help it. So, you know, just accept me. That's who me. This is me. Didn't Ashley Simpson sing a song like that or something? All the pieces, pieces, pieces of me. God. I get moody, I get restless, I get, I don't know. I feel like I need to say a PSA because the longer I talk, the worse it gets. That germs cannot be spread through the microphone into your ear pods, AirPods. So no worries, I don't got the cove. This bitch is just congested, okay? And you know I'm not giving up my marijuana pen, so I'm not, like, helping the cause. I'm taking my elderberry, my ginger shots, keeping my immune system strong, and I happen to believe that marijuana has lots of healing properties, so we're manifesting that in my life. Another listener request we got was tell an embarrassing story, so I guess you want to hear me do something shitty. And I mean, there's a lot of embarrassing moments that I've had many, 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 many embarrassing moments, sex embarrassing. I have a whole episode about the most embarrassing sex stories. Go listen to it because it's really fucking funny, actually. And I should like retell some of those in the future one day. But the one that popped into my head immediately, it was because I was driving and you know, when you're driving around somewhere and it reminds you of a memory. So I get this listener question comes in on my email and I'm driving around and I'm like, oh my God, that was that house that I dogs sat or I would walk the lady's dog. Long story short, way before I had Hudson, when I first moved here, like almost six and a half, seven years ago. I know that's fucking wow. Wow. Wow, time flies. Okay, Uh, I met this woman. We turned out we're from the same city uh, in Houston. And I mean, it's a big, Houston's fucking gigantic. But long story short, she needed someone to come walk her dog, go in her house when she worked, blah, blah, blah. So I did it for her. Um, And one time I went to the bathroom. One time the fucking dog got off the leash and I spent like an hour with Derek trying to fucking capture the dog. That was one thing. She doesn't know that. Cool. But the other, the really embarrassing thing, it was so fucking embarrassing. I went to the bathroom in her bathroom and I went number two. God, I will never go to the restroom in another person's home ever again in my life because of this, because 
It could happen. It could happen to anyone. Okay. Go to the bathroom and I couldn't hold it. Okay. So I had to really go. I promise. And it didn't flush. The toilet water started to rise. It started to rise. And the feeling that comes over your body, I was like, do I go get a cup? Like, do I go, like, what do I do? I turned the water off immediately because I was taught as a child, thanks mom and dad, I was taught as a child to turn the water off so it doesn't keep rising. So I did that. And at that time in my life, I know now I did not know how to plunge a toilet. I know, really embarrassing. Why didn't I just fucking Google that? Jesus, what's wrong with me? But yeah, I just closed the lid and I left a note. (laughs) And I never saw that woman ever again because I could never... We weren't friends, okay? And it was like a little favor I did for her for like two weeks. And no, it was so, she had to come home to that. And I was like, I am so sorry. I texted her too. I'm like, I'm really, like, I'm still blushing. Like I'm hot. Like I'm feverish to the touch. Okay. So yeah, that sucked. That was my embarrassing story. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. And speaking of poop, I do have to say one thing because I know a lot of men listen. No, this is not an ad, but my husband will tell you It is his most used Amazon product, the poop knife. What's the poop knife? I swear to God, I don't have a link. Like, there's nowhere I'm directing you to go get the fucking poop knife where I get a commission, but I fucking should because every one of you should go buy the goddamn poop knife if you have, like, bowel problems. And I cannot believe, like, I'm almost disgusted that I'm now sharing this with you, but I... (laughs) I'm so loving and want to help all the male listeners that have cheap toilets that are terrible at flushing that clog easily, that if you need a poop knife, which is totally self-explanatory, it's silicone. My husband uses it every time he goes to the restroom, which is disgusting. All the ladies are should be horrified. But hey, real talk, okay? We can handle it. I'm sorry, ladies. I didn't give you enough credit there. If you are a woman and you are married to a man... <laughs> You can handle this. And if you have boys as children, then I see you. I see you and you see me. And we are in a man's world sometimes. And yeah, nothing. I'm just totally desensitized at this point. It's so funny how like, you know, things that used to like wow you, surprise you, be like to you when you were younger, to a young adult, to dating, to committed relationship, to marriage, to kids, and then your marriage, what it looks like after you have kids. And I am a firm believer you can still have a super way above mediocre marriage, hot, passionate, doing shit, intentional after kids. All about it. That's what we are here for. We want to talk about that. That's what we are aiming for, guys. Okay? We're on that little path. There's got to be more to life than chasing down every temporary high to satisfy me. And you know what? That's right, Michelle Branch. Is that who sings it? I won't lie. I do like chasing down a temporary high. I do. But... And timing is everything, sweetie. We gotta pick our poisons correctly. 
and we have our seasons. We can't be fun all the time. Sometimes seasons are not fun seasons, but you be a selfless bitch to be a good person, a good mother, a good wife. But guess what? You'll get yours again, boo. You'll get your turn again. It will be your turn again. I can see clearly now the rain has gone. If you have kids, I swear to God, that time between like two and five, like as Hudson, my son's about to be five, and like I'm I'm getting to the clear. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Jordan's identity has returned back to her. Like I see that that helps on my marriage because for so long they're so dependent, you know, and that's just what you have to do. That's a part of parenthood. So once you know you see that light at the end of the tunnel, you're like, okay, okay. Okay. Don't forget to be grateful, guys. You know, like I know we talk about the the poopy sides of the realities in marriage sometimes, but we also, we do talk about the good things and the comfort that is marriage. Like we in the dating episode that I had where I interviewed Alexandra, hearing these dating stories sounds fucking terrifying. Like be appreciative that you're working through shit with one person and that you both love each other and want to and you still have the hots for each other and can fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Be grateful for the good in your life. And you know what's funny? After that dating episode, uh, a friend texted me saying like, I'm a double texter because I think we talked about how nowadays it's it's like a sign of weakness to like double text or something or triple text. And it's like, that doesn't even cross my fucking mind until like, unless I see a sea, an ocean of blue on the screen, just blue, 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 like me. And then I'm like, oh, oh. Am I being a little crazy right now? Or maybe I need to call him or maybe I need to voice text him a podcast episode. <laughs> then will I feel like, oh, a little red flag. I need to calm the fuck down. But no, like I don't ever fucking think about not double texting. Are you kidding me? I got shit to fucking say, shit to get done, things to get out that I'm not going to pick up the phone for. So just beep, beep. My, I'm the worst texter too, because I don't text in complete thoughts. Like I text as it comes into my brain in fragmented sentences. So I need at least like, give me a three, at least three to six is going to get one point, one or two points across with an I love you. Honestly, when I'm thinking about it, I feel like Derek doesn't really double. T- I mean, yeah, he'll just, we just talk normal. We don't think about like those kind of games. And, you know, speaking of the book I was reading and that Sophia with an F episode, like I totally agree that like, fuck the people that say like, we don't play any games. Like you, well, you better start playing some. Cause I think subconsciously, like we do, we, we do. It's like a little banter, if you will. There's always like somewhat of a game going on. And if there's not, like, tell me how is the passion? Like, how is the passion? I would love to hear other perspectives. But for me, you know, there's a splash of toxicity there. Maybe a bucket full. I don't know. Go ahead, judge away. But yeah, you know, it never hurts. Yeah, it did fucking hurt some things. It makes it spicy. We like spicy. You got to keep them on their toes because we're human beings, okay? We have brains and we operate and behave in different ways. We got to give people grace. But when we learn people, you know, believe, believe what they tell us. Believe what they show us. Take people for face value, you know, not just don't base them off potential. Like we've talked about in that dating episode again. But yeah, I'm, I'm, 
grateful for my double texting. I could never imagine. God, if Derek and I divorced, I would probably be so terrible at dating. I would terrify somebody. I would terrify somebody because I'm fully settled into being exactly who the fuck I am. And I definitely know there's a little crazy. There's a little bit of crazy. But I think that there's all kinds of different types of crazy. We should definitely have an episode about like what kinds of crazy there are and which ones to fuck with and which ones to just stay the fuck away from. Like Capricorns, just kidding. If you're a Capricorn, I'm sure... You're very nice. Now, guys, everyone, every Zodiac sign, every listener, horny family, if you love me and if you want me to be able to support myself and be able to buy myself things occasionally and not have to tell my husband when I want to get Botox and filler because I'm completely financially dependent on him, if you would like to level up my life, please leave me a review on iTunes and leave me five stars and subscribe. And if you're on Spotify, click the fucking follow button. Okay. Tell your friends, tell five, take all of their phones, open the podcast, whatever app that they used and listen, and just click the subscribe button. Do them a fucking favor. If you have couples friends, tell them they need to level up their fucking sex life or relax and take a Xanax and listen to the podcast. If you have any suggestions, tell me, slide in my fucking DMs. Tell me what you like hearing. You can tell me what you don't fucking like hearing for all I fucking care. That helps me. I can take constructive criticism. Uh, Yeah, slide in. Go to TikTok. See what all the fuckers and the awesome horny family and there's fuckers too are saying on the videos. Chime in. I want to hear you. I want to know you. Okay. I love you. I hope you have a fantastic Monday, a fantastic fucking week. Go make someone's day better. Smile. Tell yourself you're a bad bitch or a bad ass. Go fuck your wife or your husband when you get home and quit being a pussy and waiting for them to fuck you. Love you. Have a good day.